Rolling and the sound is speeding. Holy fuck, this took me a million times to get started today. Welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew. This is for Thursday, October 15th, 2020. On today's episode, uh, we're going to talk about the wedding and that I did and not my own personal wedding. And the freestyle intro. Big Drew got a sausage on his nose. He got twinkly fucking toes. Beetle juice. And he blows. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck that means. Uh, hi, welcome to another episode of This Week with Drew. This is This Week with Drew for October 15th, 2020. Yeah, he's fucking around. My piano is fucking the cable. Oh, I know what I could do. He's fucking guys. He's fucking guys. We can kind of catch him around. He's the cable is all wiggered up. Oh, <laughs> I didn't mean, I didn't mean like that. The wire is jiggered up. <laughs> it's like, uh, fuck, should I almost start that over again? <laughs> no, that's fine. I didn't say anything bad. I didn't even mean to say anything bad, but the wire is like all messed up. Like the way I got it jigged up is what I was trying to say. Cause it's like, it's a Jerry rig it, the way I got it rigged up is like really messed up. And the wire is fucked up. Cause it was like becoming like a, it's too long of a wire. So it was becoming like an antenna and it was like attracting all this like static. And I don't know if you could have heard it in the last po- podcast. So yeah, it's all wiggered up. <laughs> Anyways, what's going on? Um, okay. So let's start off the show with, uh, how was my Because it's fucking Thursday and I didn't do Monday again because I had so much fucking homework. Okay, so last we left was Thursday and then it was Friday after that and I can't remember what I did Friday. I think I just chilled. And then uh, Saturday I had to rip to Ottawa. Oh, yeah, so I got a rental car from fucking um, the airport because Courtney is go- was using our car on the weekend, so I got a rental car because it's also a business write-off for me, so whatever. And uh, so I went to the airport and got the car, and it's weird, man. The airport is, like, it's empty, bro. It's fucking weird, dude. I like it, though, because, I like, Pearson, I used to go to there, like, 20 times. Maybe not 20, but, like, 10. No, flying there. In the- oh, yeah, I'd go there, like, 20 times a year for sure. Minimum for the last like five years, I've been coming in and out of Pearson. And uh, so every time I go there, I'm like, hello, Pearson, my old friend. I've come to fly from you again. (laughs) And the plane is slowly taking off. And I hope that it don't crash and fall in the mountains. That I'm flying over now. Holy cow. When you're flying from Pearson. Boom, ding, dong, ding. <laughs> so fucking, it was weird. So I got a rental car on Friday. And then, uh, so I had the rental car. And then I came back and then just chilled. And then I drove to Ottawa on Saturday, which was like super nice. The drive was super nice. Um, no traffic, hardly any traffic, you know, got into Ottawa. I was staying at the, I got into Canada or whatever. I still staying that wrong Canada or Canada or whatever the fuck. And I was staying at the comfort Inn there, which was uh, not very comfortable. <laughs> I mean, the room itself was fine. 
It was just a regular hotel room. It was actually like a big, it, the room was big. I got some kind of weird corner room that was like weird and it was really big and it had a, like a fake closet. It had like a, it didn't have a closet. It had like a built closet. Like that was just like a square, essentially like a big giant rectangle. So it's like, I, I don't know. It's some kind of weird room, but there was someone cooking fish there. They were cooking fish because there's people living in that hotel and um which is cool which is fine like i like that i'm like super down with that but like you know the cooking of the fish <laughs> it's like man it's like fuck dude like i get it like you're here like there's like horrible things going on and i want you to be in canada like i don't want you to be in your country where there's a war going on right now and i want you to be here and i want you to be in this hotel i just don't want to be here while you're cooking a fish <laughs> like frying a fucking tilapia or whatever the fuck. So in my hallways, so, thankfully my room didn't stink, but the hallway man was just like, it's like oh, you're making fish <laughs> and you're like frying it in a hotel room on like a hot plate. I don't know, man. It was pretty gnarly. So whatever, but I'm down with that. So, um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> so then I'm like drive to the gig, which is like 20 minutes in Ottawa. And then I get there and it's just like a social distance, like Italian wedding. And then I meet the bride and groom and they're super nice. Like shout out. I hope you guys, maybe you're listening. I don't know, but Tony and Christina, and it was like a nice wedding, a very small Italian wedding. And then, so, and I got to do comedy by myself for 40 ish minutes. I got to do. And, uh, <laughs> So whatever, I, I'm there and I see their speeches for each other and they're both like very nice, very beautiful speeches and um, and I'm like getting a feel for the room and then I called them before and I got the dirt, right? So I got the dirt on Julian with the Crocs and I got whatever and they asked for Dambra. They initially booked Dambra and uh, he couldn't come or whatever the fuck. So now I got to give him the Dambra. <laughs> Which is like, whatever, like, I like I don't know. So if you don't know what I'm talking about, that's crowd work. Like, insult you, crowd work. Like, like quick, off the top of your head, burn you. Like, let's get into it. And then I'll just throw little scraps at you. And, and it almost becomes like a rap battle between you and the crowd. <laughs> this comedy rap battle. And the crowd is simultaneously cheering for you is cheering for you to beat them. <laughs> and every time you land a blow on them, they like it. It's so weird. So whatever. So I'm up there and I'm doing it. Now everyone's Italian. So now it's me and the bride brings the focus on me. And I'm like in the middle of this weird, it's really weird. The setup, it's like a, it's not, you know, it's not a comedy. It's like we're, it's a banquet hall sort of place. Right. And, uh, so we get, <laughs> we get, uh, we, we, she brings me on, on stage. It's like, hi, like now's the highlight of the night. And I was like, Oh God, like, please don't say that. And, um, so she brings me on and then I'm like, I got all this preloaded material about all the guys. Right. So I'm like, Hey, whatever. Hey, welcome Tony, Christina, blah, blah, blah. Like give him a hand, the newly couple, but let's start talking about the boys, 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 boys. Where's Julian? Oh, thanks for getting out of the house. You're wearing Crocs. You fat fuck, blah, blah, blah. Start roasting them. And the DJ starts playing rim shots after every roast. And in my head, I'm like, <laughs> I'll be like, oh, what are they? Because I, I like I did some like cheesy, like hacky, like he's a Habs fan. And I'm like, oh, what's the what do they say about the Habs and the Titanic? They're both good until they hit the ice. And then <laughs> just to like chirp him on being a Habs fan, because I was like, man, 
this is not an environment for stand-up comedy. And I realized this. I talked to Sean. This is a little caveat. We'll get back to the story. But when I first started comedy, I was on the road with Sean LaComber, who's arguably, arguably one of the best, like, comics in Canada. Um... And he was telling me about how he hates corporates. And I was like, at the point, I was like, oh, yeah, I hate corporates, too, because I was, like, young and I didn't know how to do them. But then I got older. I was like, why did he hate corporates? And now that I'm even older, I'm like, oh, I fucking hate because it's like he's like, I'll do anything. I'll do improv games to get by them because this is not conducive to the art form of stand up comedy. And where you're truly a practitioner of the art, it does not feel it feels weird doing it there. It doesn't feel true and it doesn't feel like you're like you're kneeling at the altar. You know what I mean? <laughs> it feels like you're sucking it off for money. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> so I was like, okay, and now I'm at a point in my career where I'm, I'm back in like – it's like you almost go full circle. Like when you start, you're like, fuck the world and everyone in it. Like I'm an artist. And then you're like, oh, no, this is a business or whatever. And then you're like, oh, yeah, but I need to be an artist and sell my unique like business, like the business of me. <laughs> so uh, I'm like doing these like hacky habs jokes or whatever. And this guy's hitting starts hitting rim shots. The DJ starts hitting rim shots. Like I'll be like, hey, habs on the on the dj like <laughs> he's pushing the button and i've been doing comedy long enough to fucking know that right now this is a good thing this is a good thing this is rolling man this is great but there's not gonna be 45 minutes uh but i'm rim shot jokes coming down the pipe every I mean, I was hitting them over the head off the top, like every like four to six seconds. Like my LPMs for the first five minutes were probably jacked, <laughs> probably like 10 or 12 even because I'm on the boys. Right. And then so I'm roasting the boys and they're and it's it's Tony's wedding and the crew is Frank, Julian, fucking uh, Claudio and Keenan. I'm like the one guy that doesn't sound Italian. Right. So. I start roasting all the Italian guys, boom, 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 boom. And then I'm like, I'm finally going to end on Keenan. And I'm like, oh, and then finally we get to Keenan, the one little white boy who sounds like he sells weed at the skate park. And everyone's like, oh, and I was doing like, hey, gabagooma, because there's one guy with his fucking chest hair hanging out and his chains. And then the DJ started playing the Sopranos themes. I'm like, look at you guys, those wannabe Soprano juniors. And then, and then he started playing and everyone's loving it. But I'm like, this is a wildly unsustainable. <laughs> this energy, this rim shots, these DJ getting in with me. This is not sustainable. This is, <laughs> this is not going to be 45 minutes of this because I, I can't do that. I'm not that comic. Um, I write jokes and I'm going to tell them and I can't just, I, I just feel I don't have the juice to just keep doing that, man. I just can't. It's not in me, right? I just can't do it. So, <laughs> so <laughs> it's like you know what it's like. It's it's fucking like it's like hitting the nos button on if you're playing a racing game or if you're just doing blow. <laughs> just, it gives you a boost, right? But you're just it's wildly unsustainable. So now, um, here's my big plan. Keenan, the weed dealer. Oh, you sound like you sell weed at skate park, at the skate park. Boom, right? A big laugh. And then I'm like, okay, now I'm going to down shift from that crowd work into my material weed jokes. I've already, this is a bridge for me. <laughs> and you're like, on paper, it sounds like it's going to work. 
<laughs> we've done the calculations. And uh, and so then I fucking, as soon as I start hitting him with jokes, we like jokes, I don't even think it was the fact that it was a weed joke. I Because th- that's a thing now. It's just the fact that I shifted into jokes and then I could feel the energy and everyone could feel the energy change. And then I was like, I knew this was like, I already, it's like the fucking matrix or what I don't even know, or it's like precog. Like I already saw this happening and I, it's almost like I left my body and I was like watching this scene. Like it's like Taylor Swift, like, I think I've seen this film before and I didn't like the ending. (laughs) So now I'm like fucking watching myself. And then this is where the panic sets in, right? And even if you're, no matter what kind of comic you are, I saw fucking Bill, this happened to Bill Burr on Saturday Night Live. Is once the panic sets in, bro, your only thing is like, hey, now you just start throwing your whole artillery at them. Like you got grenades, you got machine guns, you got machetes. You just fucking just start throwing everything you can at them. Trying to see, let's make something out of nothing, right? Let's nurture this trickle into maybe, a, you know, something bigger. And then, so, obviously, and anybody comic listening knows, <laughs> it's like, now I'm just fucking getting, it's, going, it's making it worse. And it's not like they aren't having fun. Because there's, like, a table that's liking it, but there's, like, most of the room is, like, not... They're not in it, but they're... Because, uh, like, it's a thing. Comedy's a thing. You got to kind of get in the zone of. And if it's just, you know, you're, you're not... I don't know. <laughs> so, now I'm, like, throwing all... And I burn... And I'm, like, hey, I'm not looking at the clock. I'm going to do the whole act. Like, I'm just going to do every joke that I fucking know from my corporate act. And I'm just going to do it. So, I just start doing it. And then, and I'm just burning through, stopping for laughs when I get them, you know, but not really. And then just working my way through, making eye contact with the bride and the groom, making sure they're checking in with them, you know, like you were, st- you're still with me. Like, yeah. And they wanted, they, they wanted it to be good. They, <laughs> they booked me. So then I'm like, Hey, fuck it. Let's look at the clock. I got to do like 45, you know, 40, you know, and then I look at the clock and I'm like, please, like 30, like, just let me be at 30. And it was 26 and it just flicked over to 26. And I was like, no, because <laughs> now I only got like two closers. I literally like burned through all the jokes I remember from pre COVID. And then it's like, I'm, tr- I'm not going to do any COVID jokes. Like, I'm not going to do any like dirty jokes. Like I'm trying like, like I'm like Rolodex, like, like going, thinking back like TV. I don't know what's something. Right. So then I'm like, fuck, fuck it, whatever. Pull the shoot on some more crowd work. Let's do, let's dive back into this table now. Okay. 26, whatever, man, you paid me. You want me to do crowd work? And I'm like desperate. I'm like, fine. What do you do, man? What's your name? What do you do? Full table full of four bros. I go through all four bros. What's your name? What do you do? 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 Because <laughs> I'm like, there might be something in here. There might be a nugget. We might get a call back. And then, if I, and then, oh, this guy worked at the grocery store. They all work together. Okay, blah, blah, blah. So now I'm talking to them. But as I'm working on the right side of the room, the left side of the room, I'm not even focusing on, right? And normally, this is why I don't do crowd working is because it makes half the room feel like they're not part of the show or that it's like, I didn't come here to hear you talk to this fucking guy. Like, that's why I don't do it. It's the, the, the show is about us and the thing we're creating, not the thing that me and this table are creating that you're just watching. It was cool for them, but not for everybody else. So how about the guy way in the back who couldn't even see what this guy's necklace looked like? You know what I mean? So fucking... <laughs> Terry! Terry got a new bone. Um, 
so uh, what the fuck was I talking about? Oh, uh, uh, I'll remember. Fucking. Oh, yeah. So I'm like, what are you doing? Now nah, nah, I'm on four, bro. So now left side of the room, I'm lost. They're gone. Now they're talking to each other. They're family. They're out of thing. Whatever. We can talk. Whatever. So now I'm like, ah, fuck. Uh, so I'm talking to these guys and now they're talking and then back left starts orders shots for the whole table. And then I start to see the shots getting put down and I was like, okay. And I looked at it like a fucking like, <laughs> like a, I don't know, like a train robber, like trying to jump from like a car to a car or like maybe like I was like on a bridge and I was like about to jump onto a moving train is pretty much what it's like an action movie. Cause I saw the shots come and getting lined up like the train coming under the bridge. I was fighting the bad guy on. And then I just looked at the, and then I was like, fuck it. And then I jumped off the bridge and landed on the shot train. And I was like, Oh, you guys are doing shot. Hey, let's do a big shot for Tony and Christina, everybody. Like, come on. This is their wedding. Like, let's get fucked up or whatever. Like, try to be like party conductor. And then it worked. Like, they're like, hey. And then these guys are like, hey. So then I get like maybe 75% of the room to like give like a nice like shot to them. Like, blah, 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 boom. And then we all go back and everyone puts a shot down. And all of a sudden, they're all looking at me. And then this is where my comedy instinct kicks in. Like, my lean on my 10,000 hours. And I'm like, okay, I got about like fucking... I got like four seconds here. <laughs> like literally, I'm like, I got four seconds before I fucked. So, and then I learned this from Sterling. I'm like, I'm like, all right, ladies and gentlemen, this has been a fun night and you guys have been great. I'm going to leave you with one more story. How's that sound? And then they're like, woo. And I'm like, hey, fucking, are you doing on a Sunday night? Are you still with me? Let me hear you make some noise. And I was like, okay, fucking A. And then I'm like, I got two closers. I'm like, I got the one about the fucking macaroni and cheese, or I got Hitler booster juice, which I don't do anymore. I don't really like that joke because <laughs> it's like a khaki, weird Hitler joke. But I was like fucking looking around and I had made fun of one dude looking like some Mussolini guy. And Terry wants to say hi. And, uh, and then I was like, okay, fuck it. I'm going to hit him with the Hitler booster juice. So then I do my booster juice. If you're a fan of mine, you know this joke. And then, uh, <laughs> and then sure enough, everyone is loving it. I hit him with the big closer, whatever. And then two guys that I was doing the crowd work with on the tables fucking stand up and start giving me applause break. And I'm like, okay, thank you guys very much. Like you guys are the best. Like, I love you. Tony, Christina, big, long drawn out ending, whatever. And then I shut her down and it was like 35 36 or whatever. So I gave him like nine, 10 minutes short of the contract, but whatever, dude, like nobody cares about that. Just the fact that I got through that. And Bill Burr said something on his podcast last week, which was, I thought was really funny was that right from the beginning of comedy, you get placed in the situations where you need at least seven to eight experience, eight years experience to handle what the fuck you're about to go through. <laughs> and it's so true. Because I look back on a younger comic of me and the different iterations and things that I've learned and just where I'm at now and to be able to get through that and have them both come up to me after and say they loved it and they felt bad for the table who didn't like it. And they like they they took responsibility for it, not me. And I was like, hey, fucking a. And then I just fucking Irished it and dipped. And that's the story of the weekend wedding gig. (laughs) And then I've just been doing homework ever since. Honestly, really fucking busy midterms coming up. Try to do a Monday podcast, but, you know, we'll see. Last thing I want to say, shout out to our sponsor, kingtutscannabis.com. You guys know what it is. Check out kingtutscannabis.com. Use the promo code DREW at checkout for 10% off your order. Um, If it's your first time ordering, you will get 15% off just for fucking that, you know, that first time drug dealer. Yo, you know what I mean? It's that first time, that first hit. 
We always hook it up that first hit. So even if you're not a dope person, man, get some CBD, get some gummies, fucking slip them in. Get some gummies and then just slip them in the regular in the candy bowl and just make fucking make life exciting. <laughs> All right. Well, this is probably the longest one I've ever done. So we're going to shut her down and render it because this is going to take like a long time to render. KingTutsCannabis.com. Use the promo code Drew for 10% off your order at checkout. KingTutsCannabis.com. Smoke like an Egyptian. Okay, yeah, now I got to let the music play. Burp.